0: Hey you guys, it is Shake girl A and hubby J. What up, what up, what up? And this is our low podcast that we do together. Um, we're just two old fogies, semi, semi old fogeys. Um, Just shooting the breeze and just talking about a little bit of everything. But um, quick introduction, I'm a blogger. I go by the name of AP, com. check me out. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at APY Blog. And of course, good old Facebook. I'm also on there uh, with the URL ending APY Blog.
1: And I'm just the husband. I'm the man, <laughs> man behind the woman, the dad in front of the kids, whatever you want to call it. The man behind the woman. I'm the um, IT professional slash father slash husband slash wannabe blogger slash
0: definitely wanna be
1: one-time model <laughs>
0: can we talk about that all right can, can we get into that
1: it's nothing to get into <laughs> yes
0: it is so let's let's talk about that so as I mentioned I'm a blogger and um, I'm a plus blogger more specifically well I'm not just a plus blogger but I do identify as a plus blogger because I am plus size and I recently went to the Curry Fashionista Style Expo here in Atlanta, hosted by Marie Denae, the Curry Fashionista herself. And um, I was actually a speaker on a panel. Insert applause here. Yeah, kind of a big deal. Um, it, thank you, baby. See, he's always sharing me on y'all. This is why I love him. Um, but, of course, if you're not familiar with this, the expo is um, a two-day event. Where you can, it is held at the Cobb Galleria. You can, um, shop, um, plus size vendors and designers. And there's fashion shows and there's panels, like I mentioned. Um, this year we had some pretty dope panelists, including myself and, uh, a few others, you know, <laughs> not to suit anybody else's form because that's not what I'm here for. But, um, yes, Bay was actually walking in the MVP um fashion show and if you guys don't know mvp is the move on um collection um i don't even know what really mvp stands for i'm assuming that's what most valuable player
1: i mean it could be most valuable player but it's also move on
0: yeah but where's the p come from i don't know the p yeah so sum it all up sum it all up um, Bay was walking, y'all He was just strutting He was walking and looking so delicioso In my Dora voice Coming down the runway Y'all gotta go to his Instagram and check it out um, At Big talk underscore J The letter J um, Cause while he pretends he's not on social media He kinda is and he's kind of a creeper and mm, that's all Kind good. of a creeper, though? A little bit. Like, you know, he ca- he's so much of a creeper. Like, sometimes I see him in my stories.
1: Creeper. But then he...
0: <laughs> all right. Mm. Chester. Um Chester. But then, like, he'll, like, show up, you know, three days after I've posted something and, like, just be liking stuff. And I'm like, where'd you come from today? Let's It'll be days. random. Like, he'll be on the Let's toilet. I
1: opened up my stuff every three <laughs> days at a time. That's why. Like, I'm not on social media... Every day, uh, he's one of those
0: people who toots their horn about not being on social
1: media. I'm too cool to on social. I go days without checking it. I don't live and die by it. I'm not. I don't have. So, anything like I said, he's yet. kind
0: of a creeper.
1: I don't have mm-hmm. a product to promote. You, I'm I don't the product. Have a service to promote.
0: I'm the service.
1: So, see
0: where you're failing here. Um, you, you're doing pretty good
1: by yourself. You have over 7,500 followers now, don't you?
0: I don't, who's keeping track?
1: Um, Instagram is this. What? they do that's how well if you <laughs>
0: want i guess it's 7.8 at this point point. Mm,
1: 7.8 7.8 baby like celebrity or something <laughs> all right
0: so too. moving on who like all right so we're mm, we're a married mm, couple mm. we've been together 12 13 years somewhere in there we've we've known each other 13 years we've been together like 12 and we've been married for nine of those years
1: sounds long and it sometimes feels longer uh,
0: all right so you
1: don't that's not you, a, that's that doesn't have to be a bad thing you, this is you, him cleaning up y'all you can contextualize that how you see oh he
0: pulled a five dollar word i just made a statement contextualize all right well yes we we've been together over a decade and I, I feel like that gives us a unique perspective on life Um, cause basically, like, we grew up together, even though he's like 12 years older than me.
1: Whoa. Pause. (laughs) No such thing. what the hell 12 <laughs> years older than you what would that make me like 40 something now like 45 yeah right i and mean i'm 38 by the way 38 and 40 a, it's all the same proud, things sorry, I'm, a as proud I'm proud 38 saying. and she's a strong
0: 33 therapist. yes i am yes i am a strong 33 and i look good too baby um anyway <laughs> we've had the i, I love it I, what i love most about us is that we've been able to grow Together. Um yes, I was a baby when he met me. So I do feel oh, baby. like
1: <laughs> she was legal to drink.
0: Yes. That's, no, uh, I wasn't. I was twenty. True.
1: You were 20 and you turned 21 Like 6 months
0: Okay, so, so basically I wasn't Legal to drink when you met me See how he tried to twist that That's such a man thing to do difference. So Trump of you Anyway, It, it, it didn't um... stop me from drinking So Where was I getting the liquor though mm. Like who was buying it for me Not me mm. So the plot thickens Anyway, back on track um, we, We've had the opportunity To grow together And along the way we, We've got some kids y'all So uh, full disclosure I have a 15 year old So obviously she came along before he did But he's been in her life Since he's been in mine And um, five years into her life Came our middle child um, Who's now 10 and just a couple of years ago, y'all like Jay couldn't hold his load, and bam, we have wow. got uh, two was... <laughs> a 2 year olds
1: Nobody holds their load when babies are made, so what the hell What does that mean? Like, why oh, is that even this? This is
0: a family-friendly is that show. That He's watched that comedy? language. Um, they say that on Disney, though. but at any wall, we're not we're not adhering to Disney standards. To so. Nick. Anyway, ABC, NBC Fox at any rate, we, we're a whole family. There's five of us now, and I never imagined that there would be five of us and that we would be living in the South. But yet yeah, here we are living in the Atlanta metro area. We've been down here. What? Four years. Four years. We're going on five. Yeah. Oh, no. Let's not say going on five because, like, we just passed the four well, year mark. It count it out, was it?
1: 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. It's already five. Like, no. We, we arrived in
0: July 2014.
1: So yeah. it's four years. I mean, July to July is four years. We actually arrived in. Did we get down here in June?
0: No, I no, got no, we down came here in the
1: middle of June. No,
0: we came down here from my grandmother's funeral in April. Yeah, I moved down here July eleventh. I had, I haven't.
1: We had, well, we got the crib in June, the middle of June or something
0: like that. So we've been here for four years. Just, excuse me, he can't count. No, I mean fourteen,
1: fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. But it doesn't 18. work that way. If you go it's from from year from, from month, month to e- month. Now, whenever I say this any other time, 14 be like,
0: to 15, 15 to count. 16, 16 to 17, 17 to 18. That's four years. I, I said 14, 15. 16, but that's not how that works because we haven't been here a full yeah, year. Yeah, but that's,
1: just, wait, what you're Okay, so next.
0: Anyway, no, months. I'm counting 12 consecutive months, Same which case. is a year. That's month to month. Okay. The. See, this is why we don't get along sometimes because. Because she can't add. Because, no, because he can't add. Because no one in their right mind is going to say we've been living here for five years because we have. Yeah, him.
1: but when we talk about our relationship, you'd be like, ah, That's you're different because you were five, stealing years of
0: my life. You were five. stealing years of my life, like in one month. But anyway, that's a little bit of backstory about us. We really don't, um, there's no set, like, we don't have a plan here. We just thought it would be dope to share our perspective on life and things that we go through and things we see in media. Because really, this started from mm-hmm. like car rides. We ride to work in the morning together,
1: and I love podcasts.
0: And he loves podcasts, and I'm forced to listen to them. She uh,
1: she's really not. I spent so <laughs> much, I, we live in Atlanta. I spent so much time in the car commuting back and forth to work. We use one car. I drop everybody off, and then I go to work. So, I'm in the car for about an hour and a half in the morning with the kids. Then I'm in the car for about an hour and a half in the morning with her. And then I'm in the car for like another two and a half hours after work, picking up her and the kids. So, i mean i'm in the car a lot i feel like this so like, i need, need
0: like a little pat on my back right no, now like, this up? is
1: not for praise this is just mm-hmm. the reality of sucky traffic in atlanta mind but let's you let's
0: give him a little praise let's my, give him a little praise he's a dad mind you
1: you're not i'm i'm traveling some like 50 to 100 miles over the course of a day it really shouldn't be four and a half hours in the car every day but because we live in atlanta and it may not even be that many miles is what I said, but that time is, like, exaggerated by, like, at least an hour and a half, two hours because of Atlanta traffic.
0: So you would think, like, I don't know. I I heard all of the, like, I guess you would say rumors, all the conversation about Atlanta traffic. And while we were living in Philly, I was just kind of like, no, it's not as serious, like, I get on the school kill every day, you know. I'm used to Philly traffic. Like, it'll be nothing, you know, going to Atlanta. And I got here and I really had to eat my words, y'all. Like, traffic is trash down here. Like, there are times where I miss, legitimately miss the highway in Philly. Like, I do. Because at least A, I knew how to navigate it really well. And B, no matter how much traffic it was, like, it's not comparable to here. It's just not. Like, I've, I've never seen anything like it, except maybe New York. New York is probably closer to Atlanta traffic.
1: No, LA is closer to well, Atlanta Well, I wouldn't traffic. have never been
0: to LA. And
1: I've never been to Somebody LA. Somebody should
0: take me. But
1: when you look at the reports and the statistics of everything, the only place Atlanta is second to is LA. Not even New York compares to Atlanta.
0: Which is crazy.
1: It is crazy, but the thing about Atlanta is it's a little city with a huge metro area, and most of the people live in the metro and commute in and out of the city for work, in and around the city for work. Well, they're
0: changing that now because they're gentrifying everything down around there. Wait, wait, wait! No,
1: that's not changing anything. That's just I do want to get into the gentrification the
0: of Atlanta, but really, we were trying to stay on track here and talk about why we started this podcast. So basically, me and Bay, um, whom I affectionately call Bear, but y'all hosts can't call him Bear, but me and Bear have all sorts of conversations along the way to work. While he's a huge podcast fan, I- I'll tell no lies. I'm a huge Shade Room fan. So between Shade Room and his podcast we spark a lot of conversations most times we disagree which is more reasons I don't understand how we've been successful in this marriage but I think it keeps us fun and spicy and we thought like hey let's just share our thoughts you know being parents raising kids in 2018 and the time of Takashi 69 and Lil Pump and
1: um, <laughs> while we're <laughs> I did mention we're from up north, yeah, you know, We man. moved to the south, and it's like a whole culture shock on our kids. And
0: but they seem to be adapting wrong. much better than we are.
1: But n- not so much that they're doing it better than we are. But they're coming of age in this southern culture. They have more southern influence than they do northern really like and
0: i try y'all try to keep them grounded in their up north roots i do
1: and our oldest probably is the most balanced when it comes to that i'll say but she's also the most easily influenced Mm y'all (laughs) into to
0: this having teenage girl stuff good lord just speak on it right quick dad like how's it been for you raising a teenage girl especially because you know you're absolutely her father in every sense of the word, but being that you did come into this role as, you know, she was already here, how, what, how's that been for you coming in knowing like, Hey, I met this little girl and I met her mom. And now we're this whole family unit and we're this many years in and you, you've got to watch her grow, you know, how's it been?
1: Um, it's been an experience to say the least because it's like, We started off as friends initially. And when I say that, I'm speaking of my oldest daughter, uh, my only daughter, Um, she was 15. She, I met her at two going on three. She, I think she turned three, maybe like three months after I met her. Um, And I've pretty much been raising her on a consistent basis since she was about four, I would say. I mean, even though like from th- she's lived with me in some capacity, we've lived with each other from two until
0: like, today. we can't even get into all of, all of that. <laughs> she's,
1: you know, as we were, f- me and her were friends for probably like the first year and a half it was around a time when she was like four where i became more of a father figure where she started calling me daddy and stopped calling me jj um and you know with the title i assumed the responsibility and it was an honest discussion that we all had when the when she wanted to start calling me daddy so and from there, I've never looked back. I've been a father to her in every possible way I could. And a year after that, I would say my son was born. Or my first son was born, and that made it even more of an obligation for me to be. Eliminated. He came two
0: years after.
1: No, I'm saying. Oh, like,
0: from the time that she started calling you dad. Okay, yeah.
1: yeah. That made it even more of a mission of mine to be a legit father. Like, because now I had a biological child and a quote unquote stepchild. I, I hate that term too, by the way. I do like, too. But, um.
0: Especially because you really, like, let me just explain to y'all how much of a father he's been I mean and and let me be clear here like he and I have had a lot of ups and downs especially in the course the beginning of our relationship and there were periods where we were broken up or not together or whatever but the one thing that always stuck out in my mind was there was a point when I moved out of the crib it was his crib y'all so he didn't put me out I chose to go. <laughs> like he really was really accommodating too. I kinda to I, like, I, I
1: kind of did put you did, out, not to toot my own horn, or yeah. nothing, but I did kind of be like, "Yo, you need to go."
0: Yeah, well, that like, was after like, some other but things. That but was let's like, not, we'll, we won't get into that for the sake of that keeping was a, a
1: complicated. Decision. It was it was
0: very complicated. But anyway, you were ruining me on this road to giving you. No, props. I mean, like, I just
1: want to be honest at, at the end of the day. You didn't,
0: but to I again, didn't,
1: I was. It wasn't like yo, you got till tomorrow otherwise no. your back this is gonna be on the porch at really. any rate
0: i moved out and you know
1: she did and i helped her move out. he did
0: help me move out I and helped move he out helped, and me helped me move right into the of somebody else but that's a whole nother story but at any rate what he did was even while i was not living we weren't living in the same space she still he, had a key to my house and he still had a key to mine um, which really, you know, I you really think- was ruining it for folks. I did. Give I don't you a think key I got place. a key until I
1: actually started living with you mm-hmm. at your apartment. No, and that's real rap. I never I got it. gave a you a key. No, you didn't. You didn't give me a key immediately.
0: All right, I stop for a little bit of a g? I didn't give him a key. But anyway, um, I didn't ask for
1: one either. Okay. Like, uh, at any I rate, the but point I was that. getting,
0: he was definitely by her. But we really won't get into that. But at any rate, he was still showing up for her. Um, more than anything, like he was still, even though he was still tapping this a little bit, a little solid here and there, like he was still like, all right, you getting up with your girlfriends or whatever, I'll come grab her for the weekend or whatever. And he did. He was decent like that. And it, I think that's one of the things that, you know, I felt comfortable knowing, like, even if nothing ever became of this relationship and we didn't end up together I knew she had a father figure that she could always turn to if she needed to. Um, and I always loved that about their relationship and I always loved that about him. Um, so I say all that to say, you know, ladies, when you're dating a man, you and your child and you if you are a woman who has a child already or children, plural, I can't speak for anybody else. And we had one. Um, you have to be a package deal. Your child should not be separate from that, because if a man is accepting you, he has to accept that extension of you, um, and that includes your child. So, get you a a dude who is really going to be prepared. Once you guys make it past the point of you know we're just talking, and you guys decide you're going to be in a real relationship, it's important to foster a relationship between the child. And the father, I mean, and your new boo, but that's not to say he has to be the father, because granted, you know, your current biological father may be a great dad and all that jazz, but in some way, shape, or form, you need to foster some, facilitate some kind of relationship between the new boo if he's going to be there for a while. This does not apply to just any dude that you're picking up and dating. Or if you're a person who has a revolving door of dudes, I would say let's not do that. We don't need a lot of Uncle Diddy's out here, Uncle Daddy's. Um, but if there's that one guy and it's going to get serious and it's going to progress and grow, definitely make sure you facilitate um, a relationship between the child and that person if you intend to spend the rest of your life with them. They need that. But anyway, that was me too. My his horn about all of the amazing awesomeness of Jay. Thank you,
1: thank you, thank you. Um, hold your applause, please. I don't. I don't think that is necessary, though. I don't. I didn't take on the responsibility of raising this child for recognition. Of that, I haven't done anything that is unique in terms of being a parent. I think any men with daughters have done the same thing I've done, if not more. Um, and it's something, a challenge that I've willingly taken on. It has definitely been complicated for various reasons that um, don't all need to be explained right now, but um, <laughs> this is very complicated. And that, and, you know, this is what it is. Like girls are unique. I think all children are their own individuals. We have three of them and none of them share any personality traits. They're nice. Well no,
0: they do. That mouth. They all share that mouth. From yeah, the youngest
1: to the oldest. Your whole family shares that mouth. Oh, okay. Like, let's be for real. Let's and be for real. and they can say, you know, they'll they'll probably say that I share I have a mouth too. And
0: it's not even it's that not, he has mouth. I do. It's that he's Jared, and we love you Jay and so I'm just gonna say this baby mm. but he has like, like that tone that tone that condescending tone so oh like he'll boy. say stuff and there like it it's just condescension all over it you don't want, and me, he's you don't like, want
1: nobody like me off the rip he's huh? like
0: shady boots too like and I but these are things that I love about him and I know it's probably the worst things to love about people but I love that like he's witty and shady and that if we go into a room together and I'm laughing at something and being a little bit of shade, bringing a little bit of shade, he's right there with his umbrella being just as shady. And sometimes he's bringing like a whole forest of cheese of shade. So I love him for those moments. As it takes one to know one. Exactly. Um, I, I don't think I'm shady. I'm I'm honest. Do shade people know that they're shady?
1: I'm, I'm very honest and, you know, one one of my good friends has told me on you know, along with A that I'm I can be shady. Um I don't think I'm I don't think I'm shady though. I I'm I I'm, I'm very opinion I'm I'm opinionated. I have a lot of opinions that I do not share though. Um, I'm, <laughs> Thank
0: God for small favors. <laughs> I'm very
1: much an introvert. There's a lot of thoughts in my head that unless somebody is asking what's going on in there i'm not telling
0: anything sociopath would say for 500 alex um,
1: nothing nothing harmful to anybody i'm definitely not a sociopath but um i'm a very observant far more observant than i may lead people to believe so I, i'll just say that so even if I act like I didn't see it or recognize it or acknowledge it, I'm still aware of it. And okay, it, it works sometimes as a parent as well because kids like to think they slick and getting away with something. The next thing you know, I'm like, so yeah, I seen you when you did that the other day. You thought that was cute.
0: <laughs> and does anybody else feel like their kids? the kids were raising this generation of kids like they're not as how can i put this without being built
1: for it tough <laughs>
0: that's
1: how i was in. no
0: like they're not as um i don't know all right so like i don't want to call it stealthy or whatever but me and my siblings i grew up in a house with three other um siblings. I have two older sisters and an older brother. So yeah, y'all I'm the baby. So some of that um some of that spoiled attitude that may come across every mm. now and then mm. may come from that. Mm. But it was of no fault of my own. I did not raise me.
1: No fault of mine.
0: Yes he has. he
1: came to me like this.
0: <laughs> and then he just continued it. So Good grief. we're not I'm not mad at it. But at any rate, I grew up in a house full of kids. I mean, like, so we were all about two years apart. The oldest is 39. The second oldest is 37. My brother is 35 and I'm 33. So um, there is a a good age gap between the oldest and the youngest, but the middle children were a little bit you know, closer in age. So we spent a lot of time together, especially as kids. And we did a lot of stuff we weren't supposed to. We broke a lot of rules and we were good at it, though. Like, we were so good. It was like watching a sitcom and, you know, your parents come home and, like, everything was back in place pristine. It would be like that one item out of place that will let your parents know that something was amiss. But, like, one of us would have, like, a hella dope story to cover it up or would we'll catch it on the sly, like, and, yeah. you know... Clean it up right quick so that when the parents come home, like you just lined up like the Brady Bunch, like "Hey, mom and dad," but you know we was trash. We was literally trash, bad little kids. We were, we were really like the upper echelon version of Bay Base kids. Like we weren't that ratchet, but we were kind of. We were a little bit. We were a little bit were. We were.
1: And on the flip side, I was raised as the only child. I, I do have a sister. I do, despite whatever. May be out there. I love. I do love her, and I uh, appreciate her very much. But we were not raised together. We were raised in separate homes. Uh, we share a father, and so I, for all intents and purposes, I was raised as a single child. And you know, your slick game needs to be even more up to par because you ain't got nobody to blame. There's nobody to blame. Like when. The cat. Cat when, when my parents was like why why is it pissing on the toilet i'm like that wasn't me i don't know who did that like, my no dad is my, balls, my dad is like <laughs> well i'm a grown man i ain't pissing on the toilet so it can't be nobody but you obviously my mom isn't pissing on the toilet seat.
0: yeah i would be blaming so
1: as much as, as much as i would love to deny the fact that it was me and the my little kid brain cannot process that I ever actually did that. I had to eat that. It was times where I was like, you know what? Let me just shut up and eat this and live to fight another day. I'll get the next one. But when it came to having to be slick, like your slick game needs to be at another level when you're the only child because you is nobody else to take the fall for you. You can't say, well, Nah, that wasn't me. Bobby did that. I ain't do that. I was just sitting over See, each other. We
0: wasn't like we wasn't straight snitching on each other like well, Mikey did that or whatever. Although there were moments, like moments where we would do that to each other, especially if we were being spiteful. But for the most part, it's just play the denial because only one or two things is gonna happen. Either everybody gonna get their mind whooped, or your parents gonna be so mad they just gonna stop trying to figure out who did it, mm-hmm. and life goes on. A lot more times than not, everybody was getting their behind whoop, except me for a little while, cause I was the youngest. So I was automatically excused from things because it was like, oh, not, hey, she can never do that. Not a little, not the little muffin head. Like, no, not her. But yeah, I was straight up devious. I won't lie. Like, my, I, my siblings were, you know, they were older brothers and sisters. And while they vehemently denied the behavior that they had towards me when we were younger, they were mean. Like, they used to do stuff like lock me in the toy trunk. Um, push me and my brother down the stairs and laundry baskets, um, not play with me. I, they told me I was a cockroach that got found be- behind the trash can. Although my brother lies about this all the time or he denies any knowledge of it. So. You know, I used to do things in the retaliatory manner, and I was also the youngest, so I got left out of things, and that made me resentful. So I used to think I was, like, here at the spy, be climbing under the bed, like, listening to everybody's secrets, reading people's diaries, discovering condoms, stuff like that. <laughs> like, that was the kind, like, love notes between my sisters and their little boyfriends and stuff. Like, I was really that little sister who like I knew everything and I could blackmail you if I wanted to but despite all those things being said I kept a lot of secrets we all kept a lot of secrets we did a lot of stuff we weren't supposed to like we had whole block parties while our parents were at work yet and still our parents didn't know so I'm just curious why it seems that my children that are of these loins like they got my cute face but they lack the capabilities to be stealthy or secrets. or is it that as parents we know the game so well they just can't get past us or are they really just not built like we were
1: they ain't built <laughs> that's this what I'm saying and I'm sticking to it and there's no there's no other way around it every generation gets a little bit weaker every uh, you know whatever age bracket is a little bit weaker than the one prior to it and it's the reality we see it, especially with our kids, they who are excellent kids, by the way. Um, for all intents and purposes, yes, they drive us nuts. Yes, they get on my nerves specifically, but I don't want anybody else's kids. Like if I have a choice between my kids and any other kids on the planet, I'm always going with my kids because.
0: I definitely know anybody else's kids. I like but, uh, my
1: kids better than everybody like else's kids. I don't even want my own kids sometimes, so. It's like, kidding.
0: kidding. <laughs> but not like, really.
1: If I'm going to be stuck with three children, they're going to be mine cuz everybody else's are not. They might be cool, but they're not the uh I don't want your kids, yo. You raise them how you raise them. They you ain't raise them the way I raise them, so. I'm happy with mine. You you keep yours. I keep mine, and we keep it pushing. They come spend a night. Best believe I'm coming past the crib and dropping them off. And I might not even stop the car. They might just get pushed out and sent See, to the door. You the eight parent. Like, I don't. You, you take your kids back tomorrow. <laughs> you come get them or I'm dropping them off, drive by style.
0: Let's you know. Speaking of parenting, let's let's get into a little bit of. Media talk right now. So I know if y'all are anything like me and you're on Instagram, you're on Shade Room, admit it. Um so over the last couple of weeks we've seen this beef finally like boil over and reaches boiling point between Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. And yeah, um
1: shoes was thrown.
0: Shoes were thrown, good shoes were thrown, good God.
1: Lumps got um, dished out. <laughs> but nobody got no hands put on them for real, though. I mean, like,
0: I'm gonna say this: security not in Cardi up, to me is like it's not a it's not a win on Nikki's part. Like she ain't throw them hands, so it don't no, even apply. It's,
1: it's kind of that's why. I, Cardi came out smiling because, like, this big nigga elbowed me and I ate that.
0: Yeah. Right, basically. I'm still fly. I, okay. And
1: I have a knot on my I head. Can I just say,
0: I was here for Cardi's face. I know that it was super immature, her, super petty, and she let Nikki get the best of her in terms of emotionally reacting, but the look on her face is a mood forever. Like, this is a mood in my head that I be feeling sometimes when I, like, prove people wrong and I'm, <laughs> or I'm being petty. It's like, If I could attach a face to the emails where people try to like CC everybody in in the agency on it, including my boss, and then I come back with facts and statistics and receipts, that is my response face right there. Cardi's face coming out of that, being escorted out by security. But that gleeful look of satisfaction on her face is a mood forever. But um, at the root of this beef, we all know that it's alleged that Nikki's been... Going out of her way to be just a jerk to so just about every female MC possible, not paying homage to the ones before her, throwing little pot shots over the course of the years. And, you know, her, Cardi says she done addressed her and all that jazz. And then Cardi has this baby and allegedly like Nikki's liking these comments about her parenting style. And really that's what brought it to a boiling point. What do you think, Jay? Like, is, is, do you think there's any credibility to the fact that Nikki's like a bully? Or do you feel like Nikki's washed up and is just trying to hold on to grasp at straws? Like, what are your thoughts on the whole Nikki Cardi thing?
1: My thoughts on the whole Nikki Cardi thing? I don't know, when, uh I like both parties in this i guess um i've, I've always liked nikki since the come up show um i've watched her grow from there till now not crazy about some of the pop music she makes not really crazy about singing nikki but when it comes to female spin i do likes me some nikki minaj and she's She's okay on
0: the
1: eyes too. I you mean, sound a little sick. I have to say, uh, is she okay no, on the eyes? She is. She's nice on the eyes, for real. For, is for real. Is she not to be stingy? She's not my cup of tea. I like my one BBW. Shout out to Drake. But shout out I, to me. Uh, Forget but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean she's. Oh, think all... but, but first of all, let's be let's break it down. <sighs> Nikki and Cardi. As far as looks is concerned, they neck and neck. I don't, that, that's not even a factor in this. Personality wise, Cardi is more, has more of that blue collar feel, even though she be talking a lot of that Migos ish about how much money she got and what whip she bought and diamonds and ice and all that stuff. But she really has a blue collar speech, approach, feel, or whatever. And Nicki Minaj has. Elevated herself to this queen status, which every all black women are queens, but
0: are we? You know, that's well, a whole topic for another day.
1: All black women are queens. That, that doesn't account for the other pseudonyms that definitely exist as well. You know, everybody isn't all all ladies aren't women. You know, just because you have the body parts doesn't make you a real woman but that's neither here nor there back to nikki and cardi um so yeah you know i respect nikki because i do genuinely believe she writes most of her stuff um if not all of it cardi i know for a fact she doesn't write all of her stuff it doesn't take away from fact that she has personality and if she doesn't have the talent to write she definitely has the talent to spit it so she's a character we love that character just like we love nikki and her various personas from roman to what whoever else but at the end of the day i can't pick a side in this like i Like Nikki is a rapper, I like Cardi as a personality I guess is what I say and I would really just appreciate if no other shoes get thrown and nobody starts fighting at one of these major events if somebody's going to get slid, do it backstage at the B.E.T. Awards
0: Why the B.E.T. Awards though?
1: Or the Source Awards or something Who cares? Because we
0: think it's okay to trash the black award ceremonies and not these prestigious and get slidded to rock and label behind closed doors like, like, like white
1: folk do shoot the one behind closed <laughs> doors and let it happen and then let's hear the, the aftermath let's hear the street talk about it like how about y'all don't do it at you know fashion week when everybody spiced up and got thousand dollar shoes on and ten thousand dollar outfits and twenty thousand dollars in jewelry you know what I mean? Like, don't do it around the white people. Y'all making us look bad. I mean, dude, you always got a worse beating as a kid when you showed out in public and there was white people around. Did it? we? That
0: didn't happen. <laughs> that just, that didn't happen over here. No, I don't you, understand that. You
1: definitely was getting tore up extra for showing off in front of the white people. Uh,
0: we didn't. Was, we didn't like it. You, I mean, like, I
1: mean, how many times was y'all showing out in front of the white people though? That that wasn't related to. All
0: right, okay. Don't come from my melanin. That's the (laughs) first thing that is off limits. But at any rate, um, I feel like the Nikki Cardi thing um, is to me. It makes me cringe because it's like. We as women, we've got to do better with supporting each other, and not just saying we're going to support each other, but just literally supporting one another. There's more than enough room at the table. Like there can be, there's queens all over the world, literally in other countries, rulers, So it's okay if there's more than one queen in the hip hop scene. Yeah, I may not necessarily love either one of their rap song music or whatever. Like they're catchy. That's good. They're not what I'm into lyrically, but. It doesn't mean that I can't support both women in their business ventures or or congratulate them both. And I really just want them to congratulate each other and then move on from this. Like, it doesn't need to be this die hard. But I have a feeling, like, after the Remy situation, I believe that, you know, some of the rumors might be true about Nikki. She has a reputation, and I don't think those reputations get built out of nowhere. Not her claim is she's a victim of you know, some secret diabolical, um, attempts and plans to bring her down and drag down her legendary status or whatever. And it's hard to call it. Cause it's like, you know, can there be some truth to that? I'm sure. But can it also be some truth to the fact that you are a bully? Um, I don't know. Like, I just want to, I want to see it not be a thing anymore. Like, I don't, I want it to be like Drake and Meek. Like let's make up, let's smile, let's do a song together for real, for real. Not you record and I record, and my verse gets removed or whatever they pull with Meekles. But like, I want this to like translate right into Drake and Meek. And speaking of Drake and Meek, did y'all were y'all here for like that the Grassy like reunion? Because I was, I loved it. I was like, look at these cheese of mine, looking like Ebony and Ivory out here making up peace. And all that. I loved it. I felt like they smoked a fat blunt at some point that evening. Because it looked like they did. Not that I'm in support of that. But I'm just saying it looked like they did. And they looked like they were having a grand old time. Now, I don't know about you. But when that Meek and Drake beef occurred, I was definitely Team Drake. Just because I am personally not a little Fish fan. Um, I feel like he yells. So... Lyrically and musically, I was never like a huge Meek fan as it was. So I was standing for Drake, like, just I just liked him more. You know, I grew up watching Degrassi. Let me be, let me be. I'm yeah, letting you be.
1: You can enjoy all the Degrassi you want. <laughs> Nobody's hating. I've provided you with episodes of Degrassi to watch in your leisure. Um, yeah, so. Drake and Meek. Um, I think it's good that they're piecing things back up. They've toured and performed or whatever together. Like, I think they have to like three times now. And apparently it gets better every time. But they genuinely seem happy to be reunited and everything that I've seen. Um, And I like that. You know, Despite their contrast and style, I know they both have been fans of each other's music. Um, the Beef, while it was fun to watch, it was kind of. It? it was fun to me because I like both of Drake's songs that he released. Um, uh, Meek's response was underwhelming for the most part, but it never really. I never disliked Meek. Like, I was a fan of him, especially with us being from Philly. Um, I've seen him grow up. I remember when he was performing and T.I. signed him at the, the best, tried to sign him at the basketball court, Joe. And, um, you know, i I seen the dirty braids meek and the evolution of this clean cut meek. This Can we? Boy, M- like, MLG. I'm sorry. That is
0: so comical to me, the dirty braids meek. Yeah, I mean, that's real
1: rap, though. Like, he, he got videos for days of him with them. Oh, I
0: know. <laughs> stale,
1: them stale braids, like, this is about to lock. You know what I mean? It, I feel like you're going in a little bit there. No, nah, it's going in at all, because I, I like the guy. You know what I mean? I enjoy his music. I've enjoyed his career progression. I enjoy seeing him and Drake beef and come back together and let us all know, like, it was really just... was really just corny like i mean it wasn't just corny it was just rap you know what i mean like it wasn't it wasn't real beef like meek and other philly rappers have had real beef you know what i mean where like people get punched people get shot people like they got videos of dream Chasers scrapping in the mall and stuff like that you know what i mean like
0: well thank god then didn't scar up baby Drake there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody was worried about Drake getting touched. He probably got more security than, Nikki. you know, Obama <laughs> and Trump <laughs> combined. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he, he definitely got more than Nikki. He got long paper. I'm just
0: saying, Nikki's security was serving knots. So, you know I mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they probably get paid to do that too. Like, if they didn't, somebody probably would have got fired that night. You know what I'm saying? But um, nah. The, long story short, I think it's dope that they together. I would love to hear another song. I I did like Amen, um, and the other songs they've done together. I think Rico was the other one that they did. Like I like the music that they put out together. I think it could be could make some more good music, and it's cool to see people beef and move past it because, like, at the end of the day, the beefs are really like WWF. You know what I mean? This is wrestling. Nobody's nobody's really getting hurt. Nobody's really getting Some beat- egos getting
0: hurt. Yeah, that don't Some, count. some that, feelings. Yeah, that's,
1: it, that's because you were soft to begin with. Like, you know, the end of the day, so what if y'all beefed? Let's move forward past it. It's fun. It's entertaining. Meek didn't get destroyed by it. He kept going. And that's... uh. Ooh you got to tip your hat to him because he's still know. here.
0: He's still here. Like he's I mean, here. obviously he's still here. Not it was just rad he, beef, but I, not I thought he's just still here, but that really could have ended him. Here's what I feel like. You know, let's be real. The only thing that really saved Meek was him going to jail because then people got distracted. No, 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 People got distracted by the savagery of the whole little beef. And then it was like, oh, no, free Meek. And then, you know... The the focus shifted. So to me, I feel like if that hadn't happened, I, I don't know. Like you know, I first don't know. of
1: all, there's a huge gap in between there though that you would totally dismiss him. Like his career never. I'm stopped. not dismissing. His, well,
0: no, you're right. I am dismissing but his career it wasn't relevant as far as I his understand.
1: career did not stop. Like. Drake dissed him in the midst of a world tour. Granted, he wasn't on; he was the headliner of the tour, but he said himself. So he, he had was no still. Use. But he said himself he was going out there making 80 racks a night to perform. If you're making 80 racks a night to perform, who cares what Drake said?
0: You well, know what I'm saying? He
1: like, did. Who cares? Like He, it didn't, he it didn't. It didn't finish him. It didn't finish it him, didn't him but he, him, he definitely, he definitely people, cared. People still anticipated his mixtape. He still put it out. It still was well-received. He's the last of the hardcore rappers. I gotta be honest, I'm like, I mean... He's the last of the hardcore rappers, and there's a demographic for that. People need is, that. What makes
0: him hardcore? Is it because he yells?
1: No, because of his subject matter, because of... It's not hardcore. Where, because of his uh, his demonstration, like his whole his whole image, everything that he brings. He, he got his little singles and stuff like that, but Meek is... At the end of the day he's a hardcore spitter. And he's a hardcore street spitter. Like he's the last he's of the Mohicans. Mm-hmm. He's the last of the Mohicans in terms of that. Like They're that ridden. especially that blew up that, that's relevant today on a major level. Like he's the last of the Mohicans in and- you can't take that from him. You can't knock him for that. Like, that's his lane.
0: I wouldn't take it from him, but I said what I said. Like, I've never really been a Meek fan. So, for me, yeah. all these points you're making are nice, but it's like, okay.
1: But that's why, okay. but, but that's the contrast in him and Drake. That's the contrast in their relationship. And that's what makes them such an interesting duo. You know what I mean? To hear good music from the both of them would be a boom for both of them you know what I'm saying that's more records sold right the, and I, I'm on board with that me. I'm on board with everybody it's, getting their coins. more crossover appeal and you know they're you, you mingling crowds that don't usually mingle and you helping expand both brands I think it's dope and I think it's dope that they're that they're cool again you yes know what I mean? I'm
0: here for that who cool wants to hate on that I'm absolutely here for that part
1: you know, it could. They not throwing shoes at each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> they men. They not out here looking for beef. Not Trump No nope. more. It never seemed like nobody was going to get touched, other than Quentin Miller. And the I was about to beef. say it
0: was definitely some <laughs> some little side pockets of whatever going on. There's always that side
1: pockets though. Like artists, the the major artists are never the ones that suffer at the, at the hands of this. It's always the sidekicks and the associated acts and the the homeboys.
0: Let this be a lesson. Don't be a sidekick to these niggas. Like just don't be. No, because they... you will clearly be the one that gets hurt. No, that's not no that's not
1: necessarily the
0: truth. Well, either. here's like, how I feel about that. Like for real, for real on a side note, I Absolutely abhor. Just abhor the entourage thing. Like, I got 30 people in my clique. Like, it was only dope when Wu-Tang did it. Maybe, you know.
1: Yeah, but you was talking about with Wu-Tang, it was like hundreds.
0: Right. Like, I hate seeing these rappers and these artists or whatever come into the picture and they got like 20 people. I get wanting to put your peoples on but let's find a more fastidious way to do that. Let's find a more productive way to do that. Assign them jobs and keep them off camera. Like, I don't know, like it but just, it gets, it's old to me. So there's a phrase
1: that somebody said, I don't remember where I heard it from exactly, but For every rapper that's out there, the entourage isn't necessarily a bad thing because that entourage is employing, you know, five to ten people who may not have Career potential in any other. I'm in support round.
0: of that, but yeah. I mean for them like to be seen like can't we give the entourages jobs without having to travel with them everywhere they go like ah yeah, I'm showing up with twenty deep you know what I mean like but what if
1: what if your entourage consists of people that you grew up with people who don't have formal education who only. Have you only uh, have an affiliation with from growing up in the street? These people don't have. Everybody doesn't have a background, a resume, a a work history. Some of these dudes' first opportunity
0: at a paycheck is being in somebody's entourage. I'm fine, but what does the entourage actually do besides show up and be seen? It doesn't matter. Like, look for example, um, was it Biggs?
1: Biggs and um, Big Face Gary, right? They was on Drink Champs. Big Face Gary said he was, he went to jail, came home, was working somewhere, getting like $200 a week or something like that. Hanging out with Biggs, and they got him a job at Rockefeller. This man ain't having no music industry experience. They told him, look, we're going to give you a salary. You follow us around and you and learn the business. He learned the business. He be, he became an AR for Rockefeller. He A several projects. You know what I mean? Like that changed his life.
0: I hear what you're saying. Like right. and I that's think, the
1: potential that all. But, but I even say that in terms say,
0: of following them around or being a part of the entourage, what I'm saying is find a way to not have it look so ratchet. Like, just showing up with a bunch of people clamoring together, saying whatever into the cameras, you know, popping bottles and all that. Like, keep it professional, keep it business. I'm all for giving your people's jobs and opportunities, but let's change the way it looks. Like, I don't know. Like, I personally am not a fan of, like, all right, he's standing in an interview and it's, like, 13 folks standing around like, yeah, 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 like, co-signing ad ad-libbing during interviews and uh, stuff like that, like, I, I don't know, like, that's just my personal thing. I
1: understand what you're saying and why you're saying it, but I'll say this, at the end of the day, I don't really care what it looks like. I do agree there's a time and a place for the entourage, but there is nothing wrong with it either, when it's handled accordingly, like, if your entourage is out of control and everywhere they go with you, they getting in the drama, they creating problems for you and your brand, then that's not cool. You need a tighter circle. But if you have an entourage and you're trying to empower people who may not have otherwise had a career, I'm not mad at you. Help these people out, but teach them something in the process. Like help them learn the business so that they can go from being your designated blunt roller to be an employee of your record company or somebody who's capable of starting their own business uh, in the entertainment industry. You know, empower them. Like, don't just give them a rack to be there and punch somebody in the face when the opportunity presents itself. That is not cool. It's necessary to have protection, and sometimes people trust their best friends or their friends that they've been closest with. But if you're gonna have a crew, make sure you're doing something to empower them and better them, and don't just bring the street with you on your world tour. Um, and that says an adult, educated, uh, educated somewhat. I'm not the. I haven't. I don't have no degrees y'all. I got a technical diploma, FYI. But that's as an adult, mature man, I'm saying this, like, too many cats out here getting in trouble for dumb stuff that they homeboy did. Don't get the opportunity of your life and carry that with you. You know what I'm saying? Make the most of your opportunity as the artist and make open the door for your people to grow with you. That's what that's how we. We grow as a people, you know what I mean? Create opportunities for your friends, create opportunities for your family, specifically your children. Do all that you can to so that we can all get that wealth that, you know, other cultures have been building and accumulating and hoarding for so long. And that's it, you know, um, I think we good here. Uh, I don't, hey, I don't know if you have anything else you want to say. Um, but we we got something to say we're about ready to wrap it up here y'all this was our first podcast Um, I think it turned out pretty good Um, I love to hear the feedback from the world Um, hey let's get your closing statements before we wrap it up
0: I don't have no closing statements I mean okay wait lies I do make sure y'all follow the brand new Instagram page that we dropped it is A underscore J podcast Um, on Instagram, um, we got a Twitter coming, you know, soon, but in the meantime, help us build up our audience. And again, just dropping our handles. Um, mine is APY blog and Jay's is big talk underscore Jay. Um, I had a fantastic time with you, Bay. What do you think?
1: Um, I did too. I've been anxious to do this for a while now. So it's fun. It's genuine. I (laughs) want to see people, um, I want to see the feedback, you know what I mean? I want to know how we sound, how we come across. I mean, we are doing this for fun, for our own enjoyment. But, you know, we want it to be entertaining. We want somebody to find fulfillment in this. And uh not just be talking to hear ourselves talk. And, of course, we don't want to be like the nasty potato salad with the raisins in there. Either, you know
0: what I mean? Tuna, tuna salad. <laughs> tuna salad. <laughs> the cast. What and else? for those of y'all don't, who don't know, that's a little bit of a little under boob shade. But that's neither here nor there. Um, So we, we definitely look forward to dropping the next episode. Episodes will drop every Sunday, y'all. So keep on the lookout. Again, follow us. Share us. Tell your homies and them. Um, And this is a clean, family fun show. As yeah. well, so we don't drop cuss words, we don't curse, we're not really gonna be having any um provocative discussions overly really salacious or anything like that because yeah. we're not about that life,
1: so we got kids too. Not that this is for kids, but if you you want to listen to it with your kids on the car on the way to work, we cool.
0: you safe, you cool, you guys are safe. so thank you guys so much for joining us, and we can't wait to get with y'all next week.
1: Peace, peace.